0: I feel very emotional today. Okay. (laughs) That's it. Oh, my God. There, there. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Hidden Among Us. I'm your host, Chris. And this is Honda. And welcome to episode 47. Hello, hello. <laughs> do you do you think that they might lift restrictions early? Because no. right now our heightened alert is until June 13th, right? Yeah. But the prime minister it- is addressing us tomorrow.
1: I think June 13th is not that long away. So I don't think they're gonna lift it early because we still have double digits of like community cases. Hmm. To be honest, I think it's just I think the address tomorrow is mostly like how they're gonna handle it from now on. Hmm. Maybe. I, I think Lawrence Wong recently said that we have to prepare um that the the that, that covid is endemic in singapore so we have to make like plans according to that yeah so it's no longer a pandemic it's an endemic
0: it's going to be a part of our everyday reality yeah
1: hmm.
0: yeah but like i'm kind of bummed that like our age group has been skipped over for the vaccinations
1: Us and the, like, the years above us as well. Yeah, like, Like the the working adults. Actual working adults. Yeah, the actual working
0: adults. Like, our entire age group has just been skipped over. And then...
1: Because there's so many kids, like, being infected. Even babies. Even babies. and I don't know how it's going to affect them growing up. Which is quite scary. Yeah.
0: And, like, this is sort of a new development
1: with... how are the babies getting infected? Is it the parents? I don't
0: know. I don't know, but it's also because babies... Like, their immunity is so weak. That, like... I think it's just very easy for them to get it, no matter what.
1: It's like a seven-month-old or something. Yeah, and, like,
0: it's still puzzling because this is a brand new development. Last year, statistically, there was, like, literally... Barely barely to no children affected by it. And then now children are getting affected by it Mm. in like large numbers. So I can see why they would want to prioritize vaccinating children, particularly because they need to go to school. And home-based learning is just not conducive. When is June
1: holidays again? So Has it started already?
0: I think it's starting tomorrow. Which is yeah. the thirty first of May.
1: <laughs> Pretty yeah, thing. they don't have like much to do. Yeah, they don't the have much holidays. to do. And maybe I don't know because maybe the plan is to really get be- get them back to school.
0: Yeah, I June think holidays. so. I know, especially at primary school, like during holidays is the time for like the school to get all these like external vendors to come in and hold workshops, and. Like, children, like, they go for it and it's quite fun, but they can't do it now. That's kind of sad. Oh, well. There's that front. Also, Honda, have you heard about (laughs) the nasi nasi padang? Without the nasties?
1: I mean, it sounds familiar, but I'm
0: not. Okay, so there's this cafe, right? Should I mention the ah, name? Since okay. everyone knows the name of this cafe. Anyway, so there's this cafe. <laughs> and they... I think it's a new item on their menu. So they posted, like, this dish. Which, by the way, looks hella bland. Like, I've been watching a lot of MasterChef and um, Hell's Kitchen And this dish looked so bland. I was like, you're putting this on the menu for $21? I would not pay $21. Yeah, I would not pay $21 for this. But anyway, so they captioned it as... um, What did they caption it? Nasi padang without the nasties. So by nasties, they meant like MSGs and then like, you know, like super oily. I don't know what they were thinking with it. So a lot of people got very offended and upset. Like, arguably, I can understand why. Because this is like a cultural sort of dish.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And they sort of gentrified it. Mm -hmm. And then they called things like MSG nasties. And I was like... Why are y'all doing this? Who is in charge of your PR team?
1: I want to know Maybe they're trying to go like The gluten-free yeah, but thing
0: I feel like There is a way of saying like Hey, this is nasi Stopping. padang But like Our take in making it Like a healthier version of it mm. Instead of being like Hey, this is our rendition And like we are removing ingredients that are nasty. Like the idea of calling something nasty is, it's just not very nice. So they did that. And a lot of people are really upset about it. And I kind of understand why people are super upset about it. Hmm. So I'm like, why? And a lot of people brought up the idea of, I don't know. Okay. So for me, when I looked at the dish, it seemed very, it seemed like an attempt to sort of westernize the dish. So because Asian food tends to be like, when you look at the plating of it, it's super messy, it's greasy, you have like a ton of chili, there's a lot of fried food, but that is really like Asian and like kampong style that everyone loves nasi padang for. But then What they did was they made it look like super, super Western in terms of plating. And I think that was the idea behind it. And for Mm. me, when I looked at the dish, I was like, yeah, this is not the way to go about it. So there's that. I don't know. Honda, do you have any thoughts?
1: I mean, I haven't really read up on the issue. But I wonder who was the market anyways for like $21. Yeah,
0: for $21. Um, I think it's the sort of Not those like rich cafe goer kind of people Because you and me would not pay $21 for this dish So they got a lot of flack about it So they posted two apologies The first Mm. one was in their feed and they were like, okay, we are so sorry about it. We will do better, blah, blah, yada, 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 which is a typical thing. The second one, they posted on their IG story and okay, listen, okay. This is the thing. I was like, why would you do this? Once again, who's in charge of your PR? Like fire that person immediately. So they gathered a bunch of their Malay colleagues
1: Oh my god, no And they were like, like this is look going.
0: We're all working together, you know And I'm like You know, it's that sort of Excuse where it's like I can't be racist because I've got <laughs> Malay friends <laughs> Yeah. Like, why would you do that? And uh, people caught on And everyone was like Why? Like, the, the, the apology They posted on their feed People were like, okay, alright it's apologetic. But the, they sort of undid all that with their um, story post. And I was like, okay, that's great. And then in other news of, once again, attacking the Malay community for no reason at oh. all, there was the Radinmas SMC. The
1: cutout cut out thing, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, so for context. Okay, so <laughs> for Hari Raya, which is a religious holiday here one of the how would you describe an SMC <laughs> uh anyway it's one of those areas That's under a politician they decided to put up like this standee of a Malay couple in traditional clothing but it's the from thing, the wedding shoe yeah but the thing is right this picture was somebody's wedding photo they took it without permission and then on top of that they cut out their faces and left a hole there so it's a standee so anyone can go and use that standee as like a photo op like for fun and entertainment and I was like Uh. who greenlit that once again who is in charge of the public relations? Like, you need to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> no one thought this this could be problematic. Yeah, and even if it's okay, even if let's just say they're so daft as to completely not like overlook how racist this is. Right? Did no one even stop to think like this is somebody's pictures? You should probably ask for permission before using it it was their wedding photo somehow this went over everyone's heads and then they put it up for public display and then the poor person whose photo was used was like she made a post about it she was like they didn't even consult and they didn't even ask for permission and to make matters worse the politician he just went thank you for alerting us and no apology was given I was like
1: I mean, people nowadays don't really take responsibility anyways.
0: They don't? I'm like, dude, like, why would you do this? Who is in charge of these people's PR? I am... Listen, okay. Do you need someone to represent your public relations? I know I'm not qualified, but at least I have some... Yeah, this is my job. Okay, listen, okay. Radin Mas SMC. (laughs) I'm not qualified for the job because I don't have any certification. But I have a brain. (laughs) And I think that qualifies me since (laughs) your current public relations team seem to lack this one function that I have. So I have a brain. You don't have a brain. We can help each other out. You can employ me and then now you will have a brain. So this is my my pitch. This is my elevator pitch. Thank you. I will see you at our next meeting. Thank you, Mas SMC. <laughs> anyway, Honda, do you have a story for us today? It's my turn. Of course it's your turn. <laughs> Also last week, like the surname Fritzl, my laptop kept like
1: spelling it wrongly.
0: Eh? Yeah. Why? I know I typed Fritzl. I don't know why. why it does was autocorrect f i t i no i.
1: No, even how do you even say f I T I. You can't even make the Frit sound because it's the I is outside the T. Fr- Fart, fart,
0: fart, (laughs) fart. Uh, that's not even funny, and I hate fart jokes. Okay, all right, Honda, what is your story? Please just take it away so I don't have to embarrass myself for the.
1: So, today my story is about the Ken and Barbie killers. I don't know
0: Okay It's not in my (laughs) head Right I just started Picturing Like Barbie and Ken From Toy Story Were they even called Barbie and Ken (laughs) Yeah They were (laughs) And like Ken's hands Are all like Like this Like they're all stuck Together So he yeah, so he moves like that. It's so funny. And that's uh, I was just like, wow, can you imagine if like in the Toy Story universe, Kenny Bobby actually
1: became serial killers?
0: That is so funny. Okay. All right, Honda.
1: Who are they? Okay, so they are a pair of killers. And it's mm-hmm. been a while since we covered a pair of murderers, right?
0: Who is the other one? Two, Two box? box?
1: Yeah. I
0: think. <laughs> Yeah, that that was it. Mm. After that, after that, we never did like a team of
1: killers mm. or like pairs. Ooh, so okay. Why do you think they are called Ken and Barbie killers?
0: Mm. Are they like a Bonnie and Clyde sort of situation? Like they're a couple <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: who, like, I don't know, get gratification out of murder. Like that's their kink.
1: Yeah, I mean sure that's it, but they're also called Ken and Barbie because they were good looking.
0: Uh I mean not really. Okay, the, the my next guess was going to be that they were hold on, I'm not seeing I'm closing my eyes. My next guess was they're probably like blonde and white because they look like Ken Duh. and Barbie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good looking? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is my reaction where people were like, Oh, Ted Bundy's good looking, and I'm like, How, where, why? <laughs> okay, um, um,
1: to each their own. Okay,
0: you know, I came across this thing like on Reddit where somebody was, I think they were comparing Mindhunter's actors to the actual killers. And there was one person who commented about how the show shows actor the the actor wasn't as accurate as um the actual Ed Kemper because apparently Ed Kemper in real life was attractive enough yeah. and charming enough to you know I don't know I was like huh? yeah.
1: <laughs> that
0: is your argument. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um
0: a little scary there, sir. Hmm. Okay, hold on. Tell me about the Canon Barbie. Do you know Barbie's full name is Barbarella? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, her name is Barbarella. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh I don't know why I'm spitting Barbie facts, but here you go. Tell me about Canon Barbarella.
1: So, the case is about Paul Kenneth Bernardo and Carla Leanne Homolka. So, they are a Canadian serial killer and rapist, and they committed a series of rapes and killings.
0: Oh my god, wait! What? I think I've heard about this before, but I cannot remember. <laughs> okay, tell me I'm excited. Okay, so the Spanish- I, know, I know this is a big case. I, I mean, they
1: did a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they did a lot, which is why it's a big case. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm excited.
1: Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell So the span of their crimes was between 1986 to 1992. Hmm. So let's take a look at Paul Bernardo first. So he was born on August 27, 1964, and he was described as someone who was always happy and smelled a lot and was good-looking and well (laughs) (laughs) mannered. Okay. No
0: comments. No comments on his looks.
1: I'm pretty sure you have lots of comments in your I head. have
0: lots of comments, <laughs> but I am not going to
1: say anything. However, his father, Kenneth, had been charged with child molestation in 1975 and had also sexually abused his daughter. And oh, shit. Yeah. Bernardo's mother had been depressed by the events and withdrew from family life and lived in the basement of their home. Oh, my God. Yeah, And unsurprisingly, Bernardo developed dark sexual fantasies and enjoyed humiliating women in public and he would beat women he dated as well. Oh, God. Okay. Good start, Bernardo. So when he was 16, his mother told him that he had been a result of an extramarital affair.
0: (gasps) Oh, shit. Okay And
1: Bernardo was disgusted by this And started to openly insult his mother as well
0: Okay Um. Okay I feel like with everything that went on in his childhood Being a bastard child is literally the least <laughs> of Like in terms of horrific issues It's like the bottom But I guess difficult for him I mean um.
1: So, while uh, Carla Homoka, born fourth May nineteen seventy, she was known to be pretty smart and popular as a child, and had a fondness for animals that led her to work at a veterinary clinic after high school. Shut
0: up, Honda. <laughs> <Hyundai>, shut up. <laughs> I didn't say anything, Chris. Yeah, you
1: <laughs> look at me very pointedly. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything.
0: Oh, oh God! You know, just now. Channel News Asia, like the news, right? Um, they ran a story about how there's been quite a number of animal abuse cases in Singapore recently. Yes. Yeah, so that's why Quit I was that. crying. Oh, I was legit, like, sobbing. It's always cats. That... <laughs> it's always
1: cats. but uh, get my hands on one of those people.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm going to ring their necks. If you go on SPCA's adoption and rehoming pages, you'll see a ton of cats. Like a ton of them, and I just want to bring them all back home with me. It's just, uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Carla Homolka, animal lover, serial killer. Her LinkedIn profile is just
1: animal lover, <laughs> serial killer, vet tech by day, serial killer, and rapist. Oh by my night. god,
0: <laughs> uh, I use my scalpel different in different ways during the day and night.
1: Is that your LinkedIn file?
0: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I like how every other episode, you always allude to me being like a serial killer. I know no, you are. I know no, your
1: LinkedIn. What was it called? Tinder? Your Tinder, Tinder. <laughs> You're into some QQs. Okay, so so Homoka and Bernardo met in uh, October of 1987 when Bernardo was 23 and she was 17.
0: Oh, great. (laughs) Yes. love an age gap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they were sexually attracted to each other.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, so the attraction intensified when Bernardo discovered that Homoka actually encouraged and shared his sick (laughs) fantasies.
0: Oh. Tinder in real life, they matched really well.
1: So they began a settled masochistic relationship and where Bernardo acted as an abusive master and homoka as a willing slave. Okay. <laughs> so while they dated, Bernardo had also been brutally raping girls in Scarborough and with Homoka's approval.
0: Oh my oh my god.
1: Mm-hmm. So they eventually um, became engaged, and Hamoka told her friend how Paul and I are happier than ever. He's being so great, so romantic, but that's typical of my honey. Well, we'll see you later on. Okay. So did he have a name?
0: Um, because he was a he was a prolific serial rapist, mm-hmm. right? He had he had a name yeah i think that was it yeah 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 like he he already had like a, what would you call it all that's coming to my head now is his villain name (laughs) yeah but he already like the the press and the police already had like a name for him Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so in total, there are 19 known crimes committed by Bernardo. <gasps> he, yeah, he committed multiple sexual assaults. He would stalk so his... So
0: this is 19 before they started doing things together?
1: Yeah. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, he would stalk his victims and then attack them as they got off buses in a late evening. The ages, oh my god,
0: okay.
1: ages of the victims range from 15 to 21 years old.
0: Oh my god Okay
1: So from 1990 Onward Tomoka and Bernada would Commit rape And murdered Victims Together <gasps> So remember How I said Tomoka was happy With the marriage Yeah Well <laughs> That didn't turn Out so well So
0: Oh god Okay during the summer, Was she like Not actually happy
1: um, More like He has eyes For other women I mean, obviously, but like, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was thinking maybe it was like, you know, actual marriage issues. Like taxes. I don't know. You know taxes, but you know how like married people have like... It's because they're married that these issues crop up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so mm, I didn't think that it could possibly be other women. Why would I assume that This guy's not a good guy Like of (laughs) course He's also going to be An adulterer Okay
1: So during the summer of 1990 uh, Homoka said that Bernardo became attracted To her younger sister Tammy Homoka
0: Not this Oh god No it gets
1: worse Chris
0: Oh shit I feel like I vaguely remember
1: So, yeah, by this time, Bernardo had been spending a lot of time with the Homoka family and they had, like, Mm -hmm. him too. Why is your mouth open?
0: I'm just... We've been covering a lot of stories where, like, it's been relatives recently that have been victims of (laughs) these crimes. I just... Okay, carry on, carry on.
1: So, even if he had been engaged to Homoka, he flirted with Tammy and he would become obsessed with her and start appearing into her window, and entering her room to masturbate while she slept.
0: (coughs) That's disgusting.
1: Here's the kick. Kyla Homoka would also help him out by breaking the windows in her sister's room, which would allow him access. Best Best sister of the year award.
0: Goes oh my god! Last krata. week was best father, faster. Last year what? last last year. <laughs> last week was best father of the year award. This is best sister. Mm-hmm. Ew! Oh my god. Yep. Okay.
1: So according to Bernardo's testimony, Humaka had laced the spaghetti sauce with valium. She had stolen the valium from her employer at the animal clinic. Oh my god. Okay, what is Valium even used for?
0: <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to Google it. Valium. Oh, for sleep? Huh? For animals. Like, where would you have Valium? Mm. Mm. Oh. Lol. It's a... Uh... It's an anti-anxiety medication. Hmm. Treats anxiety, seizures, tense muscles, or decreased appetite. Also known as diazepam. Okay. Yeah, so it's just meant to completely relax you. So, okay. Makes sense.
1: Yeah. She then served the spaghetti to her sister who soon lost consciousness. Bernardo (sighs) then raped Tammy while her watched. And then later on, Christ. six months before their wedding in 1991, Homoka again stole a chemical from the animal clinic known as, known as halothane. So on December 23rd, they then administered the sleeping pills in a rum and eggnog cocktail. How old was Tammy? I'll, I'll let you know later.
0: Oh, okay. Because I'm imagining she's between the 15 and 21 age range. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Ugh, okay. So when Tammy lost consciousness, they both undressed her and Homoka applied a halothane so cloth to her sister's nose and mouth. While, oh no. While Homoka's parents were sleeping upstairs, they filmed <gasps> themselves raping her in the basement. However, Tammy began to vomit and had choked on her own vomit. They tried to oh, revive no. her and called 911 after hiding the evidence. Unfortunately, a few hours later, Tammy was pronounced dead at the hospital.
0: Oh my god.
1: Despite the suspicious behaviour of Bernardo and Homoka and also the chemical burn on Tammy's face, the family and Connor accepted their version of events. And the official cause of Tammy's death was accidental choking on vomit after consumption of alcohol.
0: So they, they said that she choked on her vomit mm. after drinking. Mm. And the authorities were like, hey, there's a whole burn mark on her face, but I guess that's nothing. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Dude, she must have aspirated, so they should have been. She must have had like vomit in her lungs, mm-hmm. like she, she literally drowning in her own vomit. Oh my god! Yeah. And the parents were just upstairs. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so tragic.
1: Okay, she was 15 years old.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, so after this event Bernardo and Homoka moved out of the Homoka house
0: Jesus Christ Okay But you mean to say This whole time uh, ben- Like Paul Bernardo As he was committing All these rapes, being the Scarborough Rapist, he was living under the Roof of his parents-in-law and I think When they got
1: engaged, yeah
0: Oh dear. Ugh. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, so on June 7, 1991, Homoka invited a 15 year old girl known as Jane Doe. She had befriended at a pet shop two years earlier. Oh, a-
0: not the pet shop. The pet <laughs> shop is a sacred, sanctified, pure place. Is it
1: really? Okay. <laughs>
0: It's full of goodness, which is like puppies and kittens and I
1: don't know what else is out there, but...
0: Huh? Ah.
1: Yeah. Homoka invited her for a girl's night out. and But then she had given Jane Doe alcohol laced with halcyon. So when the girl uh, lost consciousness, Homoka called Bernardo and said that his surprise wedding gift was ready.
0: Shut up. Shut up uh wedding gift people buy like i don't know (laughs) sexy underwear as a wedding gift not a whole person and and i'm assuming she's young so probably a child
1: 15. oh my god okay i'm ready to these people So Bernardo videotaped Homoka raping the girl before Bernardo himself sexually assaulted her. The next morning, Jindo had woken up and felt nauseous, but she had thought it was due to the alcohol. And
0: oh my God.
1: she had not realized she had been sexually assaulted. Oh my God. In August, Jindo <sighs> was invited back to the house again to spend the night and she had been drugged again. Oh my god. And for a moment, Jane Doe had stopped breathing while being raped. Then Homer oh. called 911. But Homer called again and said she was all right. So the ambulances recalled. That- and the ambulance, like, they didn't do a follow up.
0: <laughs> but. Well, that's certainly not what the TV show 911 and 911 Lone Star has led me to believe. This is Canada. <laughs> Sorry. Canada, what are
1: y'all doing? Oh, dear God. Yeah, but in the end, Jane Doe had managed to survive.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, that's a relief.
1: To an extent. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know what's going to happen to her. i <laughs> <laughs> Well, another victim.
1: On June 15, 1981, Bernardo had been out to steal license plate. And found 14-year-old Leslie Mahaffey Leslie had been locked out of the house Because she missed a curfew When attending her friend's week
0: Oh, I, I remember um, the half of this I remember when I was I think I listened to this on another podcast And I, okay, I vividly remember, okay So this was I was crossing the road um, Engineering you know, there's that uh there's the bus stop at engine, right? Then you cross the road, and what you'll see is the CLB. Uh-huh. I was crossing that road and I was listening to a podcast, and the host said that, oh, this girl, like her punishment was being locked out of the house, right? Followed by whatever happens, which is what you're gonna tell later. And I remember I was so pissed off! I was like walking down that thing to the CLB bus stop, and I was so angry at what like this girl's parents had chosen to do as punishment. Like if they had just let her into the house, none of these mm. things
1: would have happened to her. Okay, I'm pretty sure like the parents have to carry that guilt forever.
0: Yeah, and it's like. Why is that a punishment? I know, right? Why is it a punishment to just leave? Like, lo- what are you trying to? She's fourteen. Like, what is? <laughs> yeah, what is the lesson you're trying to teach her? Like, call her into the house and like, I guess reprimand her, give her a timeout, and lock her in her room. But why would you lock her outside her house? It's dangerous. It's the night. She's only fourteen. She's so vulnerable. Mm. Anyway, as you can tell, I have no remorse for her parents, and I do <laughs> hope that they feel guilty about it. Shitty parenting.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, Sandra, carry on. I'm sorry I interrupted you with a rant and vivid descriptions of me crossing the field. <laughs> <Yeah>, the, <laughs> the engine bus stop.
1: I was just like walking down. Sorry,
0: campus, campus. I was on campus walking. Uh, okay. Sorry, Honda.
1: So, Banana left his car and approached her and told her that he wanted to break into her neighbor's house. But Leslie was unfazed by this and asked him instead oh my God. if he had any cigarettes.
0: Oh, you know what?
1: <laughs> Leslie, you badass. Well, <laughs> this is not badass for long. Oh, yeah. Poor thing, actually. So Bernardo led her to his car and blindfolded her and drove her to the house and informed Homoka they had their next victim. Bernardo and Homoka videotaped themselves torturing and sexually abusing Mahafi and at one point Bernardo said, you're doing a good job, Leslie, a damn good job. Adding that the next two hours are going to determine what I do to you. Right now, you're scoring perfect.
0: (sighs) Poor girl.
1: Yeah, on the following day, Bernardo claimed that Homoka had fed her a lethal dose of halcyon, while Homoka, on the other hand, claimed that Bernardo had strangled her. So they placed um, her body in the basement, and a day later, Homoka's family had dinner at the house.
0: Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, okay.
1: After Homoka's family left, they decided that the best way to dispose of the evidence would be to dismember Leslie and encase each part of her remains in cement. <sighs> Bernardo bought a dozen bags of cement at a hardware store the following day and he kept the receipts, which were damaging <laughs> at his trial.
0: Why the hell are you keep?
1: No, he, his guy is so stupid. This guy he, is serious wanna... about his accounting, and he wanted to keep his petty cash <laughs> in check.
0: <laughs> he he took a course on financial literacy, so he was like budgeting and everything. You know, <laughs> expenses <laughs>
1: kept everything. Cement paste receipt here.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. In case he noticed like a defect, right? Then in seven days can return, right? exchange so that's what he wanted (laughs) oh my god okay
1: (sighs) Bernardo used his grandfather's circular saw to dismember her and Bernardo and Homoka made a number of trips to dump the cement blocks in Lake Gibson (sighs) and at least one of the blocks weighed 90 kg and was beyond their ability to sink And that block laid near the shore where it was found by Michael Doucette and his son, Michael Jr., while on a fishing expedition.
0: Okay, not only is this guy super... Okay, sorry, not dumb. Sorry, he was very smart about his accounting, so he kept all the receipts. But they left a body part on the shore because they couldn't, like, dump it
1: it floats (laughs) Because cement You know there's like Air pockets Air bubbles Yeah So it floats Dude Dumb Dumb and dumb I couldn't
0: have gotten Like a manual On how to properly Make cement Or whatever
1: (sighs) Okay In April 16 1992 and Homoka Was driving through St. Catherine's To look for the next victim As they passed by Holy Cross Secondary School, they spotted a 15-year-old Christian French walking back home. So they pulled into a parking lot at a nearby church where Homoka got out of her car with a map in hand, pretending to need assistance. While French was looking at the map, Bernardo came up behind her and attacked her. He brandished the knife and forced her into the front seat of the car, while Homoka would subdue her by pulling on her hair from behind. So French would usually take 15 minutes to get home So her parents were convinced there was foul play When she didn't come back home at the usual time
0: You see, that (laughs) is how you parent That is how you parent Leslie's parents take notes
1: So the parents notified the police And within 24 hours The Niagara Regional Police Service Assembled a team to search her usual walking route Mm. The police were able to find several witnesses to the abduction
0: they're getting very sloppy. Like at this point, it's quite sloppy, don't you think? Um, yeah, they're making way too many mistakes. You think it's? Do you know? Do you know how at some point these people just reach a point where they're just so manic, mm-hmm. and that's why they make so many mistakes because mm, they don't just think
1: self-preservation was really on their mind.
0: Yeah. So, they, 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 I've noticed they've started making a lot of mistakes. The receipts, the <laughs> blocks. Now they, they left a whole bunch of witnesses. Before that, it was... There's nothing. Mm. Interesting.
1: So, over the Easter weekend, Bernardo and Homoka videotaped themselves torturing, raping, and sodomizing French, forcing her to drink large amounts of alcohol and submitting to Bernardo.
0: But nothing you see. Okay.
1: The following day, Bernardo and Homoka mothered French before going to the Homokas for Easter dinner. Okay. Homoka testified at her trial that Bernardo strangled French for seven minutes while she watched. While Bernardo said that Homoka beat French with a rubber mallet because she tried to escape. And French and that French was strangled with a noose around her neck, which was secured to a hope chest.
0: You know what? I hope the both of them got like extreme diarrhea after
1: their Easter dinner. (laughs) Like extreme, like explosive. French's nude body was found on April 30th 1992 in a ditch in Burlington about 45 minutes from St. Catherine's and a short distance
0: Hmm. from
1: the cemetery where Mahavi is buried. So the police soon realized that the mothers of Leslie and French were connected, and after the release of a composite sketch that resembled Bernardo, people had called in to the police. Some had been co-workers and friends who reported that Bernardo had has a penchant for violence. Wow. Yeah. So on 27 December, he Bernardo severely beat Homoka on the limbs, head, and face with a flashlight. Claiming that she had been in an automobile accident, the severely bruised Homoka returned to work on 4th January 1993. But then her co-workers were sceptical and they called her parents. And they rescued her the following day by physically removing her from the house. Wow. Yeah, so the parents took her to St. Catherine's General Hospital where she gave a st- statement to the NRP that she was a battered spouse and filed charges against Bernardo. He was arrested and later released. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is so weird. It sounds like some sort of weird role-playing going on <laughs>
1: right now. Yeah, I mean, pretty sure it's a very, I mean, obviously it's a very unhealthy relationship.
0: Yeah, it is, but like, After all this, wouldn't you know that if you filed a report, they might look into you a bit more?
1: I don't know what the police are doing. (laughs) I don't know what she was doing either. I don't know what both of them are doing either. So 26 months after Bernardo submitted a DNA sample, Toronto police were informed that it matched that of the Scarborough rapist and immediately placed him under 24 Surveillance.
0: Oh my god, okay.
1: The Metro Toronto Sexual Assault Squad investigators interviewed Homoka on February 9, Yeah, despite hearing the suspicions of Bernardo, Homoka focused on his abuse of her. Uh, okay. Later that night, she told her aunt and uncle that Bernardo was a Scarborough rapist and that she and Bernardo were involved in the rape and murder of Mahafi in French.
0: And that oh the god. rapes were
1: recorded on videotape. Oh my god. Yeah. The NRP reopened its investigation of Tammy Homoka's death. And two days later, mm-hmm. Homoka met with Niagara Falls lawyer, Georgia.
0: Georgia. <coughs> <laughs> two weeks later, he met with the Niagara Falls. <laughs>
1: okay. So, two days later, her <laughs> and Niagara Falls lawyer, George Walker, who sought <laughs> legal immunity in exchange for her cooperation. She was also placed under 24-hour the, the events. Okay. On February 17, Menchel's Sexual Assault Squad and Green Ribbon Task Force detectives arrested Bernardo on several charges and obtained a search warrant. And... Be- but because of his links to the murders were weak, the, the warrant was limited and no evidence, like yeah. let me reread this. No evidence sure. which is not expected, and documented in the warrant could be removed from the pres- from the premises. And all mm. the videotapes found by the police had to be viewed in the house. Oh. Yeah. Damage had to be kept to a minimum so police could not tear down walls looking for the videotapes. That's such an odd <laughs> order to have Okay Yeah So the only tape found by the police Had a brief segment of Homoka Performing oral sex on Jane too
0: Oh Jesus Christ And this girl Has no memory of it right? Yeah Can you imagine? It's oh,
1: so shitty So, on May 5th, Walker was informed that the government was offering Homoka a plea bargain of 12 years, which she had one week to accept. She declined the government would charge her with two counts of first-degree murder, one one count of second-degree murder, and other crimes. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Walker accepted the offer and Homoka later agreed to it. On May 14th, Homoka's plea bargain was finalised and she began giving statements to police investigators And she told the police that Bernardo boasted that he had raped as many as 30 women, twice as many as the police suspected.
0: Oh my God. Okay. On May 1899,
1: Homoka was arraigned on two counts of manslaughter. Bernardo was charged with two counts, each of kidnapping, unlawful confinement, aggravated sexual assault, and first-degree murder, as well as one of dismemberment. Yeah. So Bernardo's lawyer, uh, original lawyer Ken Murray, first watched the rape video tapes, and the lawyer decided to hold on to the tapes and use them to impeach Homaka on the stand during the Bernard- during Bernardo's trial.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So neither Murray or the other lawyer on the defense team were deeply experienced in criminal law, and it was only like so they hid these tapes from discovery. Or in, even from child, So it became like a whole isn't issue that like, later on
0: Yeah, isn't that against the law? <laughs> yeah Firstly Like you're with withholding evidence Yeah, because
1: Mary said he was willing to hand over tapes If they had let him cross-examine Homoka mm. So I think he wanted to be like Look at this You know, like Oh
0: yeah, like Did you rape those girls? Then is homo- like No what about now? And it, like clicks, and then the TV turns on and then it shows everything, and everyone's like gasping in horror. Sorry, <laughs> TV show. <laughs> uh but like they are inexperienced lawyers. And this is a big case.
1: <sighs> so During the summer of 1994, Murray had become concerned about serious ethical problems that arisen in connection with the tapes and his continual representation of Bernardo. Mm -hmm. So he consulted his own lawyer, Austin Cooper, who asked the Law Society of Upper Canada's Professional Conduct Committee for advice. Mm -hmm. So the Law Society directed Murray in writing to seal the tapes in in a package and turn them over to the judge presiding Bernardo's trial. The law society further directed him to remove himself as Bernardo's counsel and to tell Bernardo what he had been instructed to do. Mm.
0: Okay. A mess, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. So on September 12, 1984, Cooper attended Bernardo's trial and advised Justice Patrick, Patrick Lesage of the Ontario Court's General Division Uh, lawyer John Rosen, who replaced Murray as Bernardo's defense counsel and the prosecutors about what the Law Society had directed Murray to do. And Rosen argued that the tapes should have been turned over to defense first.
0: Yeah, they should have been.
1: So the revelation of the key piece of evidence had been kept from police so long and it created, you know, obviously like uproar especially when the public realised that Homoka had been Bernardo's willing accomplice.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, but the tapes are not allowed to be shown to spectators, only the audio portion of us available to them. Moreover, mm. Bernardo had always claimed that while he raped and tortured Leslie and Kristen French, Homoka had actually killed them.
0: Of course, toxic partners <laughs> 101. They will push the blame
1: onto each other no matter what. So after the videotapes had been found, rumours spread that Homoka was an active participant of the crimes and the public grew incensed as the full extent of Homoka's role in the case was finally exposed and Mm. the plea agreement now seemed unnecessary. However, as provided in the plea bargain, Homoka had already disclosed sufficient information to the police and the Crown. And they found no grounds to break the agreement and reopen the case
0: seriously, hmm yeah, but that's the shitty thing about pre agreement. Though. yeah <coughs> they 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 just need to Ugh, never mind. yeah, this is a shitty thing,
1: and that's how it works, so I mean, maybe they thought like, oh, she's a woman she 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 can't do something so heinous,
0: yeah, there's that.
1: Element as well And I think they were just so focused on getting Bernardo Yeah So, um... Bernardo was tried for the Mothers of French Manfi in 1995 And his trial included detailed testimony from Homoka And videotapes of the rapes Bernardo mm. testified that the deaths were accidental Later claiming that his wife was the actual killer On September 1st, 1995, Bernardo was convicted of a a number of offences, including two first-degree murders and two aggravated sexual assaults, and sentenced to life in prison without parole for at least 25 years. Yeah, so in December 2001, Canadian authorities determined that there was no possible future use of the videotapes. So the six videotapes depicting the torture and rape of Bernardo's and Homoka's victims were destroyed. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah... I think that's a good decision, to be honest.
0: Mm. yeah, because um a lot of times these tapes, like after a certain time, like they become public records, so you can find it, but something as gruesome and horrific as this, like I think it's better to just
1: destroy it. Mm. Yeah, so Ooka was ultimately released in two thousand five and has since remarried and given birth. In October 2018, Bernardo had been set to go to trial for possession of a shank weapon while incarcerated.
0: Man, this guy just keeps making stupid decisions.
1: However, the prosecution dropped the charges due to their determination that there was no reasonable probability of conviction.
0: What can they do? Give me one more life sentence? (laughs)
1: But, so when is that? Bernardo became eligible for parole in February 2018. Mm. But on 17 October 2018, he was denied. But, mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on... So, back to 2014, on Friday, like, October 17, 2014. So, do you, do you know the name Luca Magnorra? Fucking Luca <laughs> <I'm ignored. laughs>
0: Okay, name's very familiar. Oh.
1: The jury in the first degree mother child of Luca McNotta heard that her was living in Quebec. hmm Because like her, and her whereabouts became sort of like a mystery after like she was released. Mm-hmm. And it was still quite a big public interest. Mm-hmm. By the way, if um, you I'm
0: Googling Luca McNotta,
1: is he the He's the Don't Fuck with Cats person?
0: Ah, yes. Dang, I'm looking at this guy's face He looks like this one actor But I feel so bad comparing him to this actor To me, so. he wanted to be a model and an actor You suck you Failed
1: <laughs> But he should, looks like this one actor You should watch the documentary His audition tapes is quite funny I just and,
0: Animal abuse, man I know, yeah. I skipped
1: over the, like, the video parts I couldn't
0: like, I cannot, even I them really
1: describing cannot. us like, nope, nope, nope,
0: nope.
1: <laughs> mm. But the case is interesting. Mm-mm. Yeah. So there
0: was a poll of
1: 9,521 voters, and the voters concluded that 63.27% believed that the public had the right to know ho- of Homoka's location. Wow. While 18.5% of voters believed that she deserved anonymity. And 18.16% believe that homokai should be permitted to receive ankef, an Однако, anonymity, anonymity. Anonymity.
0: Anonymity. I meant anonymity.
1: In about 50
0: Anonymity. Wow. Anonymity in 50 years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But then news reports as of April 20, 2016, place Homoka as living for children in oh my God, I can't pronounce this. Children in Chateauguay, Quebec. Homoka was reportedly angry with reporters atten- of reporters' attempts to speak with her. And um, parents of children attending the same school as Homoka's children expressed great concern, despite reassurances reassur- reassur- from the school and the school board.
0: I mean, their victims are all children.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. And the way she played victim during the trial Mm. shows there's a level of, like, uh, she isn't showing remorse Mm -hmm. for what she did. Also, she freaking murdered and raped her own sister. So. I can't imagine why people. (sighs) Yeah yeah but at the same time, like there's nothing that really confirms to say that hey she she really is regretful and she's just trying to live like a normal life like past the mistakes So I mean, ultimately,
1: the fault is with the system,
0: <laughs> yeah, the system just you know what. <laughs> They shouldn't have given her the plea deal. Just saying. we should have amended it.
1: And as of January 2020, she lives in Salaberry, the valley field without her husband or children.
0: Oh, no. So sad. Oh <laughs> by her say.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. It's horrible.
0: <laughs> I can't think my shit. But... Mm, I don't know. I also kind of feel quite torn. On one hand, it's because we know the specifics of this case and what she did. So, like, on that part, it's like, hey, like, she doesn't deserve anonymity, especially because her victims, like, their families have to suffer. Mm -hmm. Their victims suffered. Her victims suffered. And why does she get to live, like, a regular life? Why does she get to remarry and have children of her own? But on the other hand, it's like, are we not allowed to give her the benefit of the doubt and to hope that she has become, like, a changed person? But where I stand personally is the fact that she didn't show... And remorse or apologize Mm -hmm. For what happened So I cannot Like empathize or sympathize
1: with her In 12 years is really kind of short
0: Yeah Like the very fact that she moved on so quickly Got married, had a child Mm -hmm. Tried to live a normal life Got pissed off at reporters Like Ma'am Your crime wasn't something like stealing a candy bar Mm. from the local store. It was literally hunting down girls, raping them, murdering them, torturing them, and then dumping their bodies without an ounce of regard for them as people. These girls were not treated as girls, but objects as prey Mm -hmm. for you and your husband to live out your fantasies. And you going to the police and playing the victim of being the battered (laughs) wife and then saying like, oh, you know, it was my husband that did all of it. I I was just a victim as well. Like, no. Mm -hmm. Ma'am, no. And like the cherry on top of this is the fact that she murdered and raped her own sister. Like her own sister. That shows you her level of detachment To humanity. Mm -hmm. The very fact that your blood relations doesn't matter. And you offered her as like a gift. As a prize to your husband. The very fact that you knew of your husband's. Serial raping career. And you did nothing about it. Like that itself makes you guilty. Mm. You may not be charged. For committing these crimes but you should be charged for not going to the police and
1: withholding information Mm. i mean it's not like she was locked up or something
0: yeah it wasn't as if she was oh sorry honda she was the (laughs) battered wife
1: remember (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just so horrific oh my god yeah it's the end of my story of the canon barbie killers Thanks, (laughs) Thanks,
0: <laughs> Also like straight up Apologies to Metal And like Ken and Barbie I'm so sorry that your good name is being Dragged through the mud because of these two assholes
1: Metal?
0: Yeah M-A-T-T-E-L uh. The company that owns Barbie And Ken
1: <laughs> Okay
0: <laughs> uh, Wow this is This is horrific Shit What's a criminal minds episode
1: was inspired there? by this? I feel like. No, no, I'm gonna rewatch. I know what to watch tonight. Just gonna criminal find a random episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was. I mean, to be honest, they are also not the first kind of couple to commit crimes together. Burning Clyde. <laughs> Burning Clyde, yeah, but it's just. Dang, wow. This is like such an unsatisfying case. (laughs) It is so unsatisfying knowing that like justice wasn't completely served. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm. With that being said, like a lot of times um when it comes to i like sexual assault and whatnot like statistically of course m- um men are statistically like observed to be perpetrators but there are women as well and i feel like we as a society mm-hmm. have to start observing that women also have the propensity mm-hmm. and capability to do the same things and so should also be judged accordingly. Like a lot of times women are overlooked.
1: Yeah I because mean yeah. they're not
0: perceived to be predatory in that manner. Like if you're
1: really gonna talk about like gender equality, you also have to look at the other side. Yes. I think um god, you know Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm-hmm. when she was like really when she was young and still an active lawyer before she was a what do you call that Supreme Court judge? Right?
0: Yeah, Supreme Court judge. You
1: know, before she was when she was an active like lawyer, she she fought this case for like gender equality about how like this husband who was widowed, like isn't receiving like the you know, the government payouts mm-hmm. when women who are widowed But the husbands do So she was fighting mm. That that's not You know equality Because he is the sole Like yeah. caretaker Of the child So I anyway. know yeah. It's really important To look at the other side As well yeah. If you're talking About equality
0: Yeah And even Until today Like for example Custody hearings Children are more likely To go to mothers mm-hmm. Than fathers Even if Fathers show that they are more than capable to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And all these are based on, like, stereotypes of women being domestic, women being the caregivers, yada, yada, yada. The
1: child should always be the mother, bullshit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I feel like it's an important conversation to have. But anyway, thank you, Honda. This was... Such an unsatisfying story Because the ending wasn't like (laughs) Yeah Justice was not completely served Nope Nope. And you hope going forward It's it's not that we're trying to say like Hey, women are bad Like lock all women up Like please Sorry saying we're not anti-women Just We need the laws To not favour one or the other Mm -hmm. Yes If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and click that follow button on Spotify.
1: You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us
0: on Instagram at HAU Podcasts. Share us a message or send us a story if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. But before we say bye, next <laughs> week is Hidden Among Us. Sus. Wow, so weird. Among English. Us. House. Hidden Us. Hidden Among first anniversary. So next week is going to be a special episode and we are very excited. Mm-hmm. So, look forward to that, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.